G'day guys and girls and welcome back to part two for our round one review podcast. So we're going to dive straight back into it. Now we had just finished up with the West Coast and Brisbane game. Mm -hmm. We're going to jump into the first Sunday game of the round, which was Gold Coast taking on St Kilda. This was now, a I can't believe I'm about to say this. This was a really good game. I'm close to saying that this was match of the round. Like, Ooh. it's very close to it. Don't get me wrong. Collingwood and Geelong was amazing. Uh, Western Bulldogs and Sydney was an epic as well. But this was a really good game between and two younger sides. There's a lot to unpack from a fantasy All perspective. Right, so let's jump straight into it. So St Kilda first. Yep. Uh, and they only just got up by like a point. I, I think, think it was one point. Um, so Jack Steele. He's he was our boy in the preseason. He's been your boy for a long time. Yeah, I love Steel. Pumped out 111. Looked like absolute gold. And it was great because he started slow and built into the game. He did. So I, I really like it. I had a bit of a heart attack when I saw that at a couple of stages he was actually starting out of the goal square and leading up yep. to the ball. That scared the shit out of me. But he only did it, I think, as a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, and he played predominantly midfield the entire game. And it was the stat line that got me. So he had a goal for the game, but he had 11 kicks, 11 handballs, Five marks, and he had ten tackles. The tackles were the big thing. He's always very tackle-heavy. So, so um, yeah, I really like him. I've got him in salary cap this year. Same. I think he's a... a I, I wouldn't be going after chasing the scores, but I think he's a good point of difference. He, he was a good one him. to start with, and he's still underpriced for what he can do, but there's better options this week. Yeah. It just We're probably just patting ourselves on the back. We don't need to talk too Pretty much, much more. Yeah. We'll move on. Uh, the rest of the Jacks, I mean, there was four of them in the top... No, sorry, Four? Four. Yeah, four, four of them. So we had Loney the next best, Stephen yep. after that, and Nunes. Nunes I want to talk about just quickly. Yes, Because I was made fun of for picking this guy up in every single draft I did in the off-season. You didn't pick him up in every draft. Because uh, I picked him up in our Keeper League. You did, you did, yes. Apologies. Um, and I loved starting him on the field this week. I, well, I think that he's got a more friendly role again this year. He's, yeah, I, he's, I agree. He's more of a leader at the moment. He's got that spot locked down in the best 22 again. Yep. And the big thing is he's got forward status this year. He won't next year. No. But for this year, get he, aboard. He's he going to be good. Um, I want to say wing, I think it was primarily. Mm -hmm. He played pretty much forward, back, um, mid, all over the ground. Yeah. Really solid performance. Uh, we've already talked about Billings, but I want to quickly uh, talk yeah. about Matthew Parker. Oh, he was exciting. Matthew Parker looked really good. He scored much better than I thought he would. I thought he was yeah. going to be maybe a heartbeat, scoring Same. you know, 50s or so as a yep. small forward. Agreed. But he looked really good. They wanted the ball in his hands. Uh, he took the game on. Yeah. Um, he kicked a couple of goals, but he didn't rely on the goals for mm -hmm. his score. He was getting up the ground, helping out as a, um outlet option in defence. It was just a really solid game. Yeah. Um, now... It's it's hard to say because a lot of people have a similar sort of forward structure. They they yep. might have three premiums sort of in there, um, or or two premiums, two mid prices. So you've only got two rookies normally on the field in the in the forward line. Yep. Uh, and field and Drew seem to be the the two most popular to play on the field. Yep. Would you play Parker ahead of either of those two, Setterfield or Drew, on your field? Uh, I'd play probably Setterfield ahead. I would as well. Um... And I'd say the same with Ooh. Drew as well coming up against Carlton this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be matchup based. Yeah. Um, I, I like the fact with Parker, he's a mature body, so he's not a 18-year-old rookie. So he's going to be able to, to rough it a little bit. Yeah, he can, he can take the hits that the rookies can't. So you, yeah. I can tell right away that Zach Butters, although he looked really golden, really flashy, yeah. he's going to play like three or four games before he needs a rest, like yeah. tops, he's because gonna he's going to get smashed around. Yeah. Um, so Agreed. I think Matthew Parker will have more longevity, more um, job security. Mm -hmm. um, 
He's on my bench at the moment uh, for heading into round two with Drew and Setterfield ahead of him. Yeah, but agreed. the week after, it will be match-based. Yep, I agree. Or match-up-based, I should um, say. What do you do if you drafted Jade Gresham based on his tail end of last year? I, I, you've got to hold him. You've just got to hope that he plays more midfield time. I mean, I think we were tricked a little bit in the off-season. Not in JLT, because he did play more forward in what JLT. He, what he did... On the weekend is what he did in the JLT. Yes. So we knew going in that there was a solid 50-50 chance that he was playing more forward. But it was just that preseason hype. And I don't know whether it was created by... Because there were a lot of articles saying he was going to be playing much more midfield time. Yeah, But it was, it was a lot of fantasy footy. I mean, us as well. We yeah. were talking about yeah. him being a midfield option. I think it's based on what he did to end last year. So his tail end of the season, he played a lot of mid and scored some really really good scores he did um, but I think you've got to change your expectations give him a week or two see what he's doing and then um, if need be jettison mm-hmm. uh, alright so is there any other things you want to talk about or can we move to the Gold Coast let's move to Gold Coast alright because I want to talk about Fiorini for at least 30 now we're alright I'm not going to talk about him long make it quick alright do you want me to leave mate you can leave if you want because it's going to get messed no it's not we'll, we'll be fine um Look, Braden Fiorini does look... This looks like the year. I I wouldn't be having him in salary cap just because I, there's better options in there. Yeah, agreed. However, when there's only a top eight. However, he fits possibly, pot, and this is a possibility, into the top 20 mids for the year. For the me. top 20? Yeah, top 20 mids. Oh, which, which without makes actually him, going through and trying to figure out the list, I'm not going to agree ma- or disagree. Which could make him... So if you're in a 10-team league which could make him comfortably sit at around about your second midfielder. Yeah, I think it's a big call, but I could see it happening. The thing that will hold him back is that he plays for Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, if he played for any other team, I probably could see mm-hmm. it happening. But playing for Gold Coast, they just might not win enough of the ball. Yeah. Now, we haven't done this yet, uh, but I believe we do have a question about Will Powell. Is that right? Later do, on? Yes. All right, so we'll, we'll leave that for then because I do... I really liked what I saw from this kid's game. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Just very quickly on Powell. Mm-hmm. 103, 23 disposals, 7, seven marks, marks, 2 tackles, 1 goal, 1. Owned in 17% of Ultimate Footy Leagues mm-hmm. and only started in 0.86. Se- 17 kicks to 6 handballs. That ratio yeah. was great. He was drafted super early by Gold Coast as well. They, yeah. they went after him. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. Clearly, they like what they see, yeah. and if he's playing this well, he should hold his spot. All right, we'll so, talk about him more in a bit. Yeah, um, Jared Witts looked like I mean, he was a gun uh, mm-hmm. in the rock. Uh, he just, I mean, 44 hit outs, he's gonna have that regularly as well. He's a beast. Um, is Miles Miles was after a really underwhelming preseason, mm-hmm. um, did what we all expected he would do when he shifted across. Yep. So, if you drafted him. Good job. Very well the done. The faith has paid off. If you started him in the salary cap. As a mid-pricer, likewise. Well done. The faith has paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't go chasing after him. I think there's plenty of midfield mid-price options this year. Mm-hmm. I'd um, be going Cousins before I went Miles. Agreed. But so, if you started him, you don't have to move him on. No. You can keep him. Uh, just quickly, I want to touch on... Um, uh, he's fast becoming one of my boys, Charlie Ballard. Now, yeah. I took him in a keeper league and everyone sort of looked up and said, who is that? Um <laughs> But I had wraps on this guy. He was an earlier draft pick. He's playing halfback um, on a team where the ball is going to be in defense quite a lot. He looked uh, very comfortable there as well. He's a good interceptor, and he's also someone that they want the ball in their hands. He had 15 kicks to nine handballs, so 24 possessions for the game. Um, you know, a healthy four tackles as well. I think he's going to be a solid contributor. Yeah. 
Score uh, of 89 is really good first up. Not not redraft leagues, not salary cap leagues, but in a keeper league, definitely have uh, have a look at this guy. Absolutely. And he's only owned in 20% of ultimate footy leagues. So yeah. he's going to be available on a lot of waivers. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, just quickly touching on uh, Burgess and Collins, the yep. two rookies. Uh, very, very underwhelming for them. So uh, I'm assuming they keep their spots, though, because they, they need Collins. And also, they came so close, I can't see them dropping Burgess. Well, the thing is, both of them are too important to their structure. Yes. Because they need Collins to do that lockdown role in defence. And I'll just quickly pat myself on the back and say, this is what I said last week. It is. Happen. It is. Exactly what I said. It is. I didn't start with Collins, so I didn't back up what I was <laughs> saying. But, uh, yeah. But Burgess is their, a, a key forward target for them. Mm-hmm. With the loss of um, Tom Lynch, they've got two meter Peter and they've got Burgess. Yeah. Um, and Lacocious, but he's undersized. Yeah. Um, at this stage so they need him for their structure so they both hold their spots mm-hmm. alright so uh, we'll so so very quickly if you've got them they can be a slow burn if you've got nothing else to do they're probably the first rookies to move on though cool alright we'll move on to the next game uh, yep. we've got GWS taking on Essendon uh, This and this was just a smashing uh for just quickly, Stephen Canelio, absolute gun. I said that there was a chance he could be the best midfielder in the comp this year. Mm. Uh, I was laughed a little bit at, um, and I targeted hey. him at pick four in several drafts. You did, yes. Um, you did. So I backed up, and I captained him this week. A lot of people did. Uh, thanks very much to uh, to Calvin and Calvin's captains from uh, Dream Team Talk. Uh but yeah, this guy's going to be an absolute gun this year. It doesn't matter if Kelly comes back; he's still going to score well. Yeah, uh, but he's not going to get one sixty-one every week. Don't hype it up that much. No, but he can quite easily go at a one ten for the year. Well, it's going to be interesting this week coming up against West Coast because there's a solid chance that if Kelly's not back, that Hutchings looks after Canelio. Yeah. Although Canelio's proven he can go up forward and still score and super well. Having said that, Canelio tends to do the lockdown role for. He um, does. GWS. And so, still score well. So he could quite easily go on to a yo. Yeah, do you tag a tagger? Doesn't yeah. really work. No, and, and there's a solid chance still that... I mean, Whitfield was so damaging in this game as well that they might need to look after him. Uh, we won't talk about Whitfield that much because we know what he can do. Taranto was excellent. If you yeah. started him in salary cap leagues, bravo. Um, Re- if, really nice to see Hopper yeah. start a year off well. I mean, as a, as a keeper league mm-hmm. owner, he it's great to see that. The scoring's going to tail off when Kelly comes back because I think that he's going to be one that's pushed more out of the midfield. Taranto keeps uh, keeps Tor- his midfield time. Taranto's the better of the two. He's, a da- he's more damaging than Hopper. Hopper is just your extractor. Yeah. Um, so really, the, the guy that when Ward comes back, that'll be the that, one that hurts Sorry, Hopper. that'll be the one that hurts Hopper. Kelly might give Taranto a little bit of less yeah. midfield or a little bit of a lower score but yeah Ward is going to hurt Hopper more than Kelly will um, uh, just quickly on Zach Williams as well yeah don't jump off Zach Williams look you got him six, for a reason 67 is a lower score but he still went He's up in price dirt cheap you got him for a reason and it's one game back him in his scores his last score his last score for 2018 in addition to his JLT scores proved that he can do well they sat Bagley on him for some of the match as well, um, which I think that that was a big mistake from John Worsfold. I, like, if Whitfield is running absolutely rampant off of a wing and half back, surely at some stage you've got to switch that over a little bit. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong, Williams is damaging as well, but I think there's got to be a bit of flexibility in your structures. Um, 
Yeah, all right. Is there anyone else you want to touch on for GWS? No, it was a pretty by-the-books performance by yeah, him, I think. Too good. Uh, and Essendon, we got to take this with a grain of salt. Heppel was... Well, I mean, we, we talked in the preseason that Heppel was going to be great for draft leagues. Um, this this could, is what he does. Yeah. Uh, Dev Smith, I mean, he got up there towards the end of the match, and he is still going to be a top uh, top forward this year, no question about it. Mm-hmm. But Essendon as a whole were just awful in this game. Yeah, so all their scores probably a little under what they should be, really. Yeah. Um, so I, I won't really go too much more into it. Maybe we'll touch on Zach Merritt. Yeah, because I want that, to talk about Merritt. That was woeful from Merritt. 50? Yeah. It's how he started last year as well. But, Do we, but he had an injury issue last year yeah, to start did. the year off. Do we? Well, he had that ankle sort of issue, didn't he, this year? At the start, oh, it's not a massive it thing. It was like a, a month and a half ago, though. I, I'm, I am worried. So, well, when I say I'm worried, if you start with merit, you need to get rid of him. That's just yeah, that's agreed. a fact. Agreed. You absolutely have if to get rid of him. If for no other reason than, well, actually, no, you do. You need to get rid of yeah, him. And the, if you didn't start with him, if it, if it looks like he's going to improve at any point soon, his break even is 144. He's going to drop a bit in price. 100. percent So, if you own him in a draft league. Don't rush for a trade because you're going to get no, no value no. whatsoever. Give so it a couple of weeks, see if he can bounce back. You need to get it when the stocks are high. So if someone, you know, if you even if there's one good game, if he pumps out a 130 and you think you can get more value than he's worth, do it then. Yep. Um, yeah, don't do it now. You've just got to hang on to him for a bit longer. All right, so we'll go on to the last game of the round, which was Fremantle versus North Melbourne. And I'm positive I've got a happy Fremantle fan sitting oh, with me in here. certainly do. Because guess what? Frio can play football. They can football again, Matt. I don't know if I can believe it or not. <laughs> now, I to be honest, again, we've got to take all these games with a grain of salt. There's it's round one. Weird stuff happens round one. It's round one. I mean, it's, uh, some teams... Uh, none of the top five... Or aside from Richmond, the other five teams that were expected to be in the top six by most pundits all lost this week. So, I mean, West Coast... Um, um, West Coast Essendon was Essendon. one that was pushed up there. Adelaide was another one that was pushed up there. Yeah. Um, so I think you might be exaggerating slightly. Mm, I can't remember. I, there was a there was a lot of poorer games from teams that would be expected to do very well. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, but yeah, it's round one. So yeah. So shit happens. Uh, we're looking at some of these scores again. Take it with a grain of salt. But Brad Hill looked. Great. Did look very good. Really, really cheap sort of draft guy. And he will be available in a couple of redraft leagues. Yeah, a couple. I don't have the numbers on him. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't think it'd be he, that, that It's many. not going to be many, but he will be available. I mean, he was available in our keeper league. So that's um, I picked him up in the uh, the redraft this year, which I was very happy about. Um, Darcy Tucker. We, we've got a friend of ours who was mm. all aboard this guy in the preseason. And he seemed to reward him with Ooh, 111. He's backed up two good JLT. Mm-hmm. Games now, and he's owned in only forty percent of ultimate footy leagues. Interesting. So you could do far worse than look at him as a waiver yep. pickup. Yep. Don't go on Cam McCarthy. Whatever you bloody well do, like don't pick him up in your draft leagues. He's not scoring hundred and nine every week. My guess is that he comes out next week and gets one goal um, <laughs> and scores about sixty. Um, Freo is playing Gold Coast next week. My guess is that he comes out and scores two goals and scores about seventy. <laughs> That is that is my. <laughs> so, I love the faith. <laughs> love the faith. Well, I have, there, there's a reason I don't have faith in Cam McCarthy, and it's because of the last two or three years. Um, so Ed Langdon is uh, looked really good, but we saw this last year where he dominated at home, mm. did not do very well away. So wait a couple yeah, of weeks. Give it a couple of weeks. See what he does. Um, 
And Nat Fife just did Nat Fife things. He yep. was solid for 103. All right. Um, the guy I want to talk about is, is it Lockie Schultz? It is Schultz. 83. Debut game. Two goals, 17 touches, six marks, and two tackles. Mm-hmm. Is he a cash cow target All in right. salary cap? If you're desperate and you think Burgess is a massive worry, then yes, I can see going sideways between Burgess uh, to Schultz. But, again, this was an absolute shellacking from a team that we haven't seen perform well offensively in the past, and you're thinking about bringing in a small forward from that team. I would be worried that next week he might come out and get a 40 or a 30. Um, Don't get me wrong, he looked really good. Lockie Schultz looked amazing. But then again, the entirety of Fremantle almost looked incredible in this game, and I haven't seen enough from them. Yep. to say that this will be a regular thing. I agree with you 100%. So, look, if you are worried about Burgess, by all means, sideways trade because Schultz is going to be making money faster after this large score at the start. Yep, so he's 206k um, at the moment. His break-even is negative 12, so he is going to go up yeah, pretty so, quickly. So you're going to need to pay a little bit. I think it's going to be about $35,000 to go up from Burgess to Schultz. Yep. But if you've got that lying around, it might not be the worst idea. Yeah, look, if you've got that lying around, chances are you'll probably have enough to do it next week as well. Yeah, I, I agree. And, um, and give him another and week. And you can give it another week to see what happens. Playing against each other as well. Mm. Yeah, Ironically. Mm. Uh, all right, anyone else you want to talk about there? Um, Mundy and Brayshaw both yep. scored 66. Both of them I personally hyped last week. And, it's, it's <laughs> and I, shot you down, I shot you down on both of them. Yeah. Um, so I, I still have faith that they're going to both have really good years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting this down to the fact that Frio as a whole just overran North, so they weren't really needed to get in and under too much. Nope. Um, so next week, oh, I'm curious to see what they can do. It was two teams playing a very fast style of football, um, very quick transition, and that did not suit the in-and-under type players quite as much. Um, all right, so we'll move on to North Melbourne. Yes. Uh, all right. All right. Just quickly, <laughs> Jamie McMillan scored that ridiculous 148 or something in JLT1. I can see how much this is hurting you. injured in JLT2, so we couldn't see the follow-up, and then comes out and smashes 118. It hurts me because where the hell did this come from? Jamie McMillan has never been any good at fantasy football. He's maybe shown some glimpses. No, he's been a solid D4, D5, 70 every week type defender his entire career. He hasn't Mm. been terrible at fantasy. Hmm. I'll agree to disagree there. I, I've owned Jamie McMillan in several leagues in the past, and he has just shit all over my team. Oh, so I think he's he's a solid lower end defender. All right, he was who's in a good patch at okay, the moment. Okay, do you th- can he keep this up? Not one hundred and eighteen. Right. No. Well, can he score at ninety five plus this year? No, but I'm going to say he can score at. Uh, oh, what did I say just before? He goes at about 70-odd, mm-hmm. generally. I think he can do a bit of a bump to... I'll give him 80. All right, yeah, okay. Not too bad, not too bad. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> no. that's, that's, that's cautious as fuck. After, <laughs> after 148, 118. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that he's like all of a sudden become a, a fantasy gun out of nowhere. I don't believe that. I'm just saying he's not... A complete basket case at fantasy level, right, making right, him out to be. All right, I get you. Um, well, yeah, Jamie McMillan, I, I don't think people need to be rushing this guy and give him another few weeks. Oh, God, no. see, see what happens. 
Uh, he's not salary cap relevant for me, and in drafts, there's always somebody in your league that mm-hmm. actually does like him the same way I do and will have picked him up late. Yeah, uh, I feel like we don't need to spend too much time on Bailey Scott. If you don't own him, get Bailey Scott into your team because you're fantasy footballing wrong. Um, yes, he is the rookie that you need to get, yeah. not Schultz. Yeah, um, so and he, with the terrible show that they put on, the fact that he was one of, if not their best player, I mean, McMillan was probably ahead of him just... Um, uh, maybe Higgins, <laughs> just maybe Higgins bit. as well. Um, but he was really good. But he was terrific. He was a he's, prime mover. Yeah, he's not losing his spot anytime soon. No. Um, Goldstein was solid as well. He was one of those guys that you can have a look at if you bought in a Darcy or an English. Yep. Um, Dom Tyson, underwhelming. Uh, but, I mean, mm. he can get better than that. Hopefully the entire team just picks up because we saw that they did try and change game plans which means that they could be more fantasy-friendly this year. We just have to see them pick that up. Yep, agreed. Um, is there anyone else you want to pick up? Uh, do you want to touch on LDU or give him another week see how he goes? I didn't mind LDU. It was 71. That was a solid score. Look, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be rushing him into your redraft leagues by any stretch, but if he's unowned in a keeper league, people need to own him. Like, he would be one of the first players that I would pick up off of, off of a waiver list at the moment if he was unowned in keeper leagues. Um, he's got a bright future ahead of him. He's performing better this year. You can already see that in the JLT as well as this game. Um, hopefully, you know, in two more years' time, something like that, he could be spanking out hundreds quite commonly. Uh, particularly when, you know, Higgins isn't going to be around forever. Um, Cunnington, I guess, is younger than you think. But LDU, I think, has a has a bright fantasy future. Agreed. Yeah. You would not believe how much this uh, tablet is preventing me from trying to I find what his what ownership would, is. I wonder what you were doing Every over there. time I go to press, there's like an ad appears and the whole thing shifts like a centimetre and I tap the wrong thing. If anyone out there listening could hear a, <laughs> just a dull thud, it was Matt like slamming his finger from a metre above his head onto the tablet. It was really frustrating. I tried like five times. LDU awesome. is owned in 31% of Ultimate Footy Leagues. After all of that, not even a useful step. Alright, if he is... if. It would depend what the keeper redraft split is. Yeah. If, if those are... I mean... I, I look, I think regardless, that's probably a little bit unders for keepers. Yeah. I think. I, I agree. So if you if he's unknown in the keeper league, go out and get him. It's simple as that. All right, shall we move on? We should. We're on All to right. questions? Yeah, we're on to questions. So, I mean, that, that was a great round of fantasy footy. Can't wait for round two. Oh, I'm pumped. And there's absolutely plenty of questions come in after that weekend's play. So let's dive right into it. Uh, first one is from Peter Dimnicki, who's a, a long-time listener. G'day, mate. Thanks for uh, sending it through. Uh, just wondering, how many weeks do you hold on to Williams for? At least another two. Uh, oh, I would be... So, as a mid-pricer, same with rookies, um, primos are different, but uh, as a mid-pricer or a rookie, you hold on to him until he hits his break-even. So, if he's... Uh, sorry, until his break-even hits his average. Yeah. So, if... He got a 67 this week. You brought him in for a reason. He still went up in dollar value. And there is, again, a solid chance that he could come out and smash a 95 or 100 this week. Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking from the point of view of if he has another two bad weeks, if, if he's he, probably going to be getting close to that mark anyway. 100%. So if he goes 67 and 70 again in the next two weeks, his break-even will basically reach his average. It'll be close enough that you and probably he, can move And he's on. still gone up around about 70 or 80k in value. It's not much, yeah. but it's got you something and you can work towards getting someone Having else. Having said that, I agree with you. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to pump out 
had a big score in the next fortnight. So yeah. your issues will be resolved. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too worried about Williams. He's definitely very low and on the my list. the other thing to keep in mind is everyone has him. Mm. So yeah. it's not like you're at a disadvantage. All right, uh, we've got a question from Caleb St. Arthur, who's asking, would you pick up Liber or Seedsman for Pal Pepper on the waiver wire in drafts, considering Port's matchup this week? Oh, now, Port, obviously, so as, as we said, playing Carlton. So, uh, in, he's trading out Pal Pepper, who Pal Pepper were awful. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, would you pick up Seedsman or Liber? Sorry, um, yes, Liber or Seedsman. Now, Seedsman, did he even play? On the weekend? I've got an idea he was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think. Uh, all right, we're, we're doing a bit of on-the-fly research here for you, Caleb. But I oh, no, don't, t- don't think it matters. I think I'm going Libra anyway. Yeah, so I, I would 100% be going Libra. There's no way I'm touching Seedsman considering the lineup of Adelaide at the moment. Yeah. Um, and Having said that, I will just check and see if he actually did yeah. play or not. Yeah, so I can understand what you're saying. Pal Pepper is coming up against Carlton this week and could bounce back after a poor score. I would be still more comfortable with Libba. If Libba's on your waiver wire, I would be grabbing him ahead of Pal Pepper. So I probably... Yep. There, there's a chance... I mean, again, this is hindsight and hindsight's twenty twenty. but I would have probably drafted Libba ahead of Sam Pal Pepper. Yeah, I would have. Um, well. But only just, and that means that they're close enough anyway, in my approximations, yep. that you should definitely be picking him up yep. off the waiver so wire. So Seedsman did not play on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's recovering from an injury. I don't think he's injured at the moment, but I think he's recovering from one. So, yeah. Although I guess with Duday going out and also Douglas um, likely to miss ankle. with an injury, that Seedsman could be one of the ones that Absolutely. comes in. But yeah, I, I'd be going Liber, mate, 100%. Yeah. Uh, all right, we've got another one from uh, from Peter, actually, uh, mm-hmm. who's just asking, is Gus Brayshaw to Rocky a smart move for cash generation? We, we discussed that a bit earlier, didn't yeah. we? If you're doing it for cash generation... If you are yeah. desperate if for you cash, need the cash. I I've got Gus. I'm keeping him. Yeah, because I, there's a reason I got him. Yeah, there's. I I I wouldn't be doing that move to be honest, and, and mate. And we've seen what his ceiling is. His ceiling is Rocky esque. Because it is going to suck when he comes out next week. And all right, I say if he comes out next week and pumps out 130, because. He's done what you brought him in for, and you've ditched him for, you know, maybe an extra... I mean, if you're moving him to Sheed or uh, or Rocky, you're probably making 100k tops. I mean, Rocky, you might only be making yeah. 60k. No, you're making just under 100. Just under Rocky. 100? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not enough cash. something um, yeah, it's not enough cash to justify it. And I just think that Gus is... He's a premium. You want him in your team at the end of the year because at worst, he'll be a point of difference who in the finals can spank out 140. Yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah, I'd be keeping him, mate. Agreed. Uh, and, and I'm sure if you want to get Rocky in, there are going to be some other options mm-hmm. in your midfield that you could look at. Yeah, agreed. Um, all right, so we got a question from Cam over at the Draft Doctors. Uh, yep. cheer, cheers for sending this one through, mate. <laughs> Because he's going hashtag off brand, yeah. Uh, so yeah. so we appreciate the, it. A lot of the draft doctors guys are going in for uh, for salary cap this year, and they barely ever do that. So uh, <laughs> it's fair enough. Um, so asking us to prioritize two out of Whirlpool, Newman, and Sheed. So for me, and this might be a contentious one. Oh, I love I love your contentious ones. It's Whirlpool and Newman, <sighs> and the reason why. Is because no 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 hear me out. The yeah. reason why is the position they play. Warple is a forward, and we have issues with um, forward with for some of our forwards at the moment, like yep. Billings and Dunkley. And- yep. And Newman looks to be an awesome defender to have. Sheed looks amazing, 
but there's a lot of mid-priced midfielders this year that you could be looking at as alternatives. Yeah, see, the reason I was so shocked was I was also shocked with myself because I agreed with you right off the bat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would be prioritizing Newman and Warple, uh, Warple I should say, um, over Sheed at the moment because, like you say, if you've got players like Rocky or Cousins or um, Brad Crouch, or Libba, Brad Crouch, you know, there's so many They're of these mid-prices. They're all very similarly priced. Uh, and Except again, for Cousins, he's much cheaper. Sheed, you know, he's not going to do 133 every week. He might only get 95 next week, might only get somewhere around about 100. Yeah. Um, Newman, if he keeps going the way he is, or even if he just goes a little bit backwards if, if from Newman there. If Newman goes 90-95... He's a super cheap backman. That's who's, probably worth more than Sheed as... 100 point mid yeah 100% agreed um, so I'd be 100% going Warple first would be my target then Newman then Sheed yep agreed alright so uh, we will I'm surprised we agreed on that yeah that's weird uh, especially when you said it was going to be contentious <laughs> I'm sure that will be contentious for people alright so i uh, got a question from uh, Jai Rosevear I hope I pronounced mm-hmm. that right mate but uh, he's asking who goes out for Sheed Cripps or Brayshaw uh, oh. look I, again it's come up so I a lot of these questions, I wouldn't be trading out either of those guys for Sheed. No. I, I just think that you're robbing Peter to pay Paul at yeah, the end of the chasing, day. You're chasing points. And I, I just think it that those... come off, but it's just as likely not to. And both of those guys are so much safer to go 110 plus this week as opposed to Sheed, who doesn't have a long history of this and could easily go 80 again. He could go lower than that. Yeah. The risk-reward is not in your favour. No. I, I mean, if it comes off... You look like a genius and you potentially make a bunch of money that you can use elsewhere. So mm-hmm. there's a high payoff, but there's a really high risk associated. All right. So let's just say that he is set. So he wants to trade one of these guys out and he's definitely going to do it. Who would you do? Crips or Brayshaw? Oh, geez. That's super tough, isn't it? I, uh, myself, out of those two, I would trade out Brayshaw. Yeah, I, I want to keep Brayshaw because he's my boy but my gut says get rid of Brayshaw as oppo- just as opposed to Cripps I think yeah. Paddy Cripps is just behind Stephen Canelio for me as that next sort of midfielder off the rank behind I think it's McRae Canelio as sort of that top echelon mm-hmm. Cripps is probably the next guy off the rank and Brayshaw falls a little bit behind there for me and geez Cripps looked really good early on in that game on Thursday really good he so- looked he looked good. Yeah. So, and that was against Richmond as well, who are terrifying midfield to and come up against. Generally, they restrict their opponents fantasy wise as yeah. well. We noticed last year. So, uh, I think I, if I had to choose one, it would be Brayshaw, mate. But again, if there's another way to get him in, I would be going for that first. All right, yeah. we got a question from a again, just one of our favourite named podcast <laughs> list, podcasters out there, Goonbag Fantasies. Um, he's asking, I would like some trading advice. Early trade thoughts are either one. Dunkley to Boak and Bolter to Schultz. Mm-hmm. Two, Dunkley to Warple and Bolter to Will Powell, who got 102. Or three, Crips to Rocky and Dunkley to Boak. Okay. Um, you know what I, I, you know I, what know I know which one I'm, I would do. You know which what I am super tempted to do. I'm tempted to go with none of these. So, mm, okay. um, get... All right, hear me out, Goonbag. Um, I think that you should go... If you're keen to get out um, Dunkley, I would be going Dunkley to Warple because I really want Warple in my side. Yep. He's going to make, he's going to generate a lot of cash, yep. and there's a chance he could outscore Dunkley if Dunkley is playing as a forward. Yep. Okay. Um, 
So instead of Dunkley to Boke, do that. And mm-hmm. then you can look, with the cash that you make, at upgrading someone else somewhere in your line. So if you wanted to... So you're keeping Bolter. I would I would be going uh, Dunkley to Warple and using that cash to move Bolter on to be... Uh, who, who was the rookie we were talking about? Uh, uh, like a Schultz. Someone like, yeah, so I would be combining a couple of those trades you were doing there, mate. So maybe a Bolter to Schultz, Dunkley to Warple. That would be my choice. Your mate, you're going to be left with a little bit of cash. It it sucks that you don't have Rocky as well because obviously you're going to want to move him in. Yeah, look, I am going with option two: Dunkley right. to Warple and Bolter to Will Powell. Okay. So, and this might be a good time to bring up Powell. Okay. All right. So, so I really liked what I saw of Powell last week. His break even is negative two. Mm-hmm. So he is if he steps on the field, he's making money. Yeah. Um. He's playing Frio, who played really well last week, well, this week, just gone, but last year leaked points on a weekly basis. And could stink it up this week. And could get overconfident and stink it up. And the Suns will be on a bit of a high because they put in a really competitive performance. I like Powell. He's fast. He's got good skills. Um, he just looked quite comfortable on mm-hmm. the weekend. And with his break even, he's only 300k. Is he only three hundred? Oh, I thought he was more expensive. Okay, if, if that's the case, I'm um, pretty sure. I, Let me double check. That. If that's the case, I like the idea of going Dunkley to Warple and Powell and uh, Bolter to yeah, Powell. Powell. If that's a possibility, K. if that if that Dunkley to Warple trade nets you enough cash, I would really, really like the idea of doing that. To be honest, um, yeah, that would be my recommendation. Uh, and Matt's just going to go straight up for yeah. Number two, yeah. Yep. Why wouldn't um, Powell, 307k, break even, neg two. Yeah, beauty. That's Yeah, so we're both going for number two, mate. Hope that helps. Um, all right, uh, Matt Mottram has a couple of questions for us. So first up, is Rocky a must-have before he's out of control price rise? And if so, who to trade? Brad Crouch for sideways or downgrade a primo for cash grab? Um, all right. Spoken about this, I'm not a huge fan of downgrading a Primo unless that Primo has had an injury mm-hmm. like, or has had a role change or has been terrible in the first week. Like yeah. um, Zach Merritt. If you yes, have Zach Merritt, absolute, absolute downgrade. Um, if you have... I mean, I wouldn't be yeah. keen on doing Clayton Oliver because he's going to bounce back next week, but I, he, I wouldn't mind him as much as someone like Cripps or Brayshaw or someone like that. Yeah. Um... I just I think Rocky is a almost a must have but not necessarily a must have this week. Yeah. I think you've probably got one more week mm-hmm. that you could do some other trades to build up cash. Yeah. Um he went up- I agree, I don't like the idea of ditching a primo for him immediately. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like the idea of sideways trading Brad Crouch for him yeah. because they could both end up scoring very, very similarly. Yeah. And, you, and then you've just burnt a trade for nothing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Brad Crouch is priced cheaper than Tom Rockliffe at the moment. He's actually 100k cheaper. Than, so you have to... It's not really a sideways trade. You're upgrading to oh, get no, to Rockliffe case, and Brad you're, Crouch. You're keeping Rocky. Yeah. It's, I'm Brad, sorry, you're keeping Crouch. Crouch is 546. Rockliffe's 650. Yeah, at you're this keeping stage. Crouch then. Um so I yeah I I probably gets injured. I probably wouldn't be doing that. Look, Rockcliffe is a must-have in my eyes. So you've got to try and do whatever you can to get him in. I think it might he, be a two-week process though. Yeah, so you may need to just bite the bullet and try and grab scrounge some cash from some other trades because 
it, it's really tough because he went up by 50k this week. He'd be going up by another 40k next week, and that's he 90k. Went up 50k off a back of 166. 166. Yeah, he's playing Carlton this week. Touche. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. It's this. It's yeah. a really tough question. Look, if you have an underperforming premium, I would prefer that to a sideways trade to Crouch. That is all I'll say. So yeah. we don't have your uh, your list. What about if the premium was one of those? Top level ruckman. Uh, premium was one of those top level ruckman. Oh, don't mind that at all. If you've so got, if it's a Grundy or a Gorn that you downgrade, right, and you right. use that cash. Let me say that. If you've got both of them, don't mind the downgrade for the second one. If you've only got one, don't do that because it's going to be super hard to get back to them if some yeah. if the guy that you downgrade to isn't performing. Agreed. Okay. Although, although I suppose you know you're getting a hundred k from a downgrade from you know Gorn to Wits, and you don't think he's going to go backwards. I would prefer that than a midfield premium downgrade. But yeah, definitely don't sideways Brad Crouch to him. No, agreed. Uh, all right. His second question was thoughts on who's the best to target after week one: Newman, Cornelio, Sheed, or Rocky? I mean, my top target is Rocky. Um, yeah, Rocky. right off the bat. Uh, Newman is very, very close behind that. Agreed. Uh, Sheed, then Cornelio. Well, Cornelio isn't a massive target right away. Cornelio's going to probably hold steady-ish price-wise, yeah. and you're chasing points a little bit there. Exactly. So, and, and there's every chance, like we were saying, I mean, he might get tagged by Mark Hutchings. They might not play Cornelio in a tagging role, and he might only score 90 this week, and you've gone and chased that score. So... Now, I would hold off on Cornelio for the moment uh, and work to be one of the guys that you bring in later in the season if you don't already have him. But Rocky is the number one guy for me, followed by Newman and Sheed of the ones that you mentioned. Yep, Um, All right, and that is our questions for the week. Not quite. I've got one from friend of the podcast, Brody. Oh, God, all right. What's Brody said? Am I crazy for considering Will Powell at 300k? No. we kind of, we've already discussed. No, we have actually discussed that. No, 100%. Um, also unrelated, I know everyone would advise to ditch Andy Brayshaw this week for Bailey Scott, but I really want to give him another shot with the tasty matchups. Is he a must trade? So that's if you don't have Bailey Scott, I would one hundred percent trade Andrew Brayshaw to Bailey Scott. No questions asked. You're making a, a fair amount of cash with that. You can use that to fix up anything else or even stash for the future. If you don't own Bailey Scott, you're doing it wrong, mate. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, because I was really high on. I am still really high and on Andy Brayshaw. Andy Brayshaw could still do very well. I don't think he's going to do enough to justify the selection. And he's... Bailey Scott is a rock-bottom price. Yeah. And he's got a ridiculously low break-even in a side that he yeah. shouldn't lose a spot and in. Andy Brayshaw is, what, 400k-ish? Yep. Um, and Bailey Scott is... Uh, he's my... 218k. Yeah, so you are... You're making 200k. Basically. And... And that could up. I think that's a no-brainer, man. Yeah, I mean, and if yeah, that you should absolutely be doing that because you can use that to finagle a premium. Like you might even be able to bring up if you are worried about Smith or Williams. I mean, I don't recommend it, but you could upgrade one of those guys instantly to a Newman or to Jake Lloyd or Rory Laird if you don't have them. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, so I I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, and. Although I don't think Bailey Scott will outscore Andy Brayshaw this year, he will generate more cash. 
Yes. Yeah. All right. So hopefully that helped everyone. Thanks so much for sending in your questions. You can always find us at Extended Bench AU on Twitter. Send them through anytime you like. Um, of course, you've listened to this podcast. You know where to get it from. We're on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to your regular podcasts. If you're on iTunes, make sure to jump on and give us a like or give us a, uh, a rating, give us a review. We always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for listening this week. We can't wait to get into another round of fantasy footy this weekend. I'm oh, I can't wait, mate. And uh, and we'll catch you next uh, week when we bring you all the reviews, answer your questions, and we're going to get back into our favorite game, Risk It for the Biscuits, yes. where we go over the waiver wire picks. You still owe me a trophy, by the way, for the I've last been two really years. Busy. I'm going to get onto it. No, no excuses. We're ending the podcast now. Just get me a trophy for next week. <laughs> we'll be back with our favorite game then and we hope you have another great round of fantasy footy ahead we'll see you next week guys Watch out.